Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. What's up, it's me. Movie buff for another movie review. So I just want to show my Sasuke symbol on the back cap of my new Wutu cat. Anyway, um, I was going to review, I talked about reviewing this movie that I just got, The New York Ripper. And this is my first time seeing this movie. And let me just tell you, oh my god, what the fuck, it was worth my money and worth the time. Now we get this release. This is the Netherworld Entertainment Restored Edition, which is really fucking good. And, um, this movie did not pull no punches. Like I said, as a New Yorker, going around, especially 42nd Street, around the steamy side of things, it covers all that. But remember, this is an old movie from the 80s. I think it's from the 80s. Hold on, let me see. Is it right there? Oh, fuck it. Around the 80s or early 90s. Anyway, it's a good fucking movie, The New York Ripper. I love it. It's really good. And, um, even though New York is cleaned up now, which is good, you know, but um, New York Ripper, man, you, it's a giallo, it's about serial killer killing women, and the storyline, the plot of it is original, the reason why the killer does what he does, oops, does what it does, and um, it, I mean, it kind of made it a little bit obvious, a little bit pretty early, but at the same time, it was still entertaining and enjoyable, and it didn't really spoil it for me, I just like, really like it. And the killer talking about duck voice cracking on the phone, you know, it's like about, it's like killer chase cop, cop chase killer, you know, like, letting the cop know, can you beat me, you know, in this game, because the killer wants to be noticed, you know, and the New York Ripper, man, it, it has a lot of good death scenes, you know, very gruesome, very gory, very, things will make you squirm, you know what I'm saying, like, ah, oh, I can't believe that happened, oh my god, you know. It gives you that kind of moment in this type of Giallo movie, you know. So the New York Ripper and get the AWE version, the restored edition, which is really good. And I'm sorry I did a little spoiler if you catch on with me. Peace. Bye. I'm going to review a very, very, very fucking classic movie. To me, it's a classic. I've seen it so many times. And um, finally, I have time to check this movie out to review for review and focus this out. And it's called... The Monster Club. I mean, every time about Monster Club, this movie is a fun movie. We want a fun movie for Halloween time, or a fun movie in general. This is a fun movie, and of course, it's one of my favorite genres, anthology horror. And um, let me tell you about the first how the story began. You got a writer. He spotted a lost guy. You know, he needed some food. Drank his blood, only a nip of it, so he won't become a vampire. And of course, the vampire is played by the legendary icon Vincent.
twice. Plus you got Donald Pleasance also in this movie and John Carradine who says you can't beat that. You got a triple threat of classic icons, you know. And um so he takes him to a club where all the monsters be partying, having fun. And what's making this movie awesome is the fucking soundtrack in this movie. The soundtrack is good old fashioned rock, fun rock and roll music, man. And I love the soundtrack. And the DVD has the soundtrack as a special feature. You can listen to each of the soundtrack songs. So that you got a great combination of this DVD with the soundtrack and you know you got the trailers of course and bios of each of the actors, which is good to know by the way. Especially for today's time since all three of the classic icon actors I just mentioned passed away, you know. And uh, well pretty much he takes him to a club and he tells him three different stories. Some of the second story, the second story was told by a, a movie producer. But let's start with the first story. The first story is about this woman who takes a job from this mongoose looking guy, you know, only because she wanted to use him for the money, you know, trying to take steal the money from the house. But when the mongoose found out and how how true feelings for him is, the results was pretty. Second story is my favorite because it's like horror and comedy. Uh, these vampire hunters gonna stick a vampire in his house, but the son. So the vampire to use his son to get into the house. Great comedy, um, comedy in this second story. You know, it's very. It was a fun story, and I liked it this when I was a kid. I liked it this still now after seeing it again. You know, the third story is another one. Of course, we got um director who stumbles into a town looking for a new location, and the town is run by ghouls. A good twist ending to this one too, also. But um, all three stories are good, and of course the sub, sub story, which is which to take him to the club, and one decided to give him a membership to the Monster Club. Will the monsters go for it? Well, you gotta see this movie. Anyway, Monster Club. I know this movie is a little long, but you know what? It's from my latest collection. I got twelve of them, and this is two out of ten now. And this movie's called The Living Sword. And again, you gotta bear with me, this is one of those reviews with no subtitle and no English dub. So I'm going with my guess. Okay, um, the movie's about, I would say about a soldier, or maybe a competitive white swordsman. Um, killed swordsman in a contest, went back home, found his wife cheating on him, killed the wife, and killed the wife's lover, who she's having an affair with. He goes to jail, ready for execution, he escapes, to a nun monastery, which the nun took him in to let him heal, but then the government officials find out that the nuns are hiding him, so the government officials, all the police, destroy the nun monastery, kill, killing the nuns inside of it while they were escaping, and then they go go after him and the nun that's running to the forest. Um, what it looked like that the guy that the nun protected, who escaped from prison, ended up being the guy that killed the nun's lover in the swordsman competition and um, she found out about it and then she gonna go kill him you know while the guy while the, the prisoner who's running away with the nun trying to get with her but then ripped her clothes off and still something in her back like a lot of scars that's why I didn't understand what was going on but besides that it gets a big, a big fight scene with them going at it and then the government officials find out where they're hidden and then they're all going around fighting against each other with a sad ending to it. Anyway, check out The Living Sword. And I hope I did good in this review. I went pretty fast. And there's only two minutes to it.
talking about the movie The Noble Ninja and I hope I can break it down right even though if it's even though it's English dubbed um, it's about the, these clans are getting massacred by these females and um, they're just all dying you know and then this escort group have to investigate the murder of these clans and who's doing it um, all in all fast forward the story this movie is kinda good but I like the action scenes the more, most because the sword fighting scenes are awesome a lot of click clanking fights you know what I'm saying with the swords um, this, this movie's alright you know it's not bad but I, I be honest I kinda fast forward the action scenes cause some of the stories was kinda lame in it you know, it's just typical, but it was just like making me go to sleep, <laughs> you know. But again, the action scenes are good. The sword fighting scenes are good. You will not be disappointed that on the martial arts. So, anyway, The Noble Ninja, check it out. It's from the Austin Shores video line. And, um, well, they're out of, out of business, of course. OOP, out of print, right? Anyway, The Noble Ninja, peace. And I'm sorry I'm tired. I'm just a little drunk, you know. I'm trying to get the pre birthday thing going. Guys, I want to talk about this TV movie I saw. Um, this is an old TV movie, but this was uploaded by a YouTuber called TV Tengu, who's uploading like old stuff, and it's public domain, by the way. But it's it's like brings back so many memories, and I got I've seen it before, but it's just I can't remember it until now. And the last ninja has Michael Beck as the ninja, Marco as the father that adopted him, who taught him the ninja ways, and the main villain in this movie, in this TV movie, is Richard Lynch. Who doesn't love Richard Lynch? Um, let's start, um, these hijackers, led by Richard Lynch's character, the villain, held these scientists in a, like, as a hostage, because he wants some information on this weapon, and, um, so he's holding these hostages so they give up the information. Later on, this guy who works for the government, talked to Michael Beck's character, who he, he assumed that he's like this mysterious ninja that he heard about, that's stopping crime, and... He's telling him about his history, like, well, you're, like, you know, you have, like, mostly, like, a lot of flashback scenes about Michael Beck's character when he was a baby growing up. I mean, in the TV movie, how he was adopted by this Japanese family that, um, raised him, raised, him, raised the kid as they own. And later on, and, and, it's, and you see the Bloodsport, like, the Bloodsport movie with Van Damme. This, it's like the story of Jean-Claude Van Damme, how his character was trained by the master. It's kind of like I think they rip off that rip off some of it from the last ninja. It's like so similar, you know, like how the um the adopted father, his two sons died during when they joined the army, and he he had he doesn't want his ninja arts died. So his daughter said, "Take the child, teach him the ninja ways." Pretty much, and Marco's like refusing it. You know, it's like at first he he wasn't his character. I mean. Wasn't sure, like, should I teach this kid my ninja ways? But he's not like Japanese, pretty much. So the only way he'll teach the kid, if he he throws him in the water and the kid can get up the water swimming, that he's going to teach him the uh, the way of the ninja, you know. And of course, the kid got up the water and he taught, and the market decided, okay, I'm going to teach him how to become a ninja. So while you get like between what's going on now and what's going on in the flashback in the past with this young man, um, the young the ninja warrior played by Michael Beck. You know, you get flashbacks before when he's a kid, learning to become a ninja from growing up. You know, how Marco teach him how to become a ninja. Like, how he walks silently like the black cat does. You know, um, hanging on the rope, surviving on the mountains. You know, and um, 
teaching him the ninja art, and meanwhile you got the present age when Michael Beck's character decided to take the mission and rescue the hostage, you know. He dressed up as a ninja, getting his weapons, climbing up the buildings, going undercover inside the building, getting the blueprint of the building. And um, then you get your final battle where find the terrorists one by one with the ninja tricks that he learned from growing up. And um, and find Richard, and, and outwitting Richard Lynch's Richard Lynch character, who's the villain in the movie, to outwit him and beat him at his own game. And um, and later on, once he completes the mission, the government's like, oh, I got him, I got him. And the guy that wanted hired the ninja wanted to like the ninja for his own use, like like he's gonna work like pretty much like work for him. Like he asked, he has to do it. And they, like so that's pretty much that's what the government guy wanted to do, you know. So Michael Best Cat is going undercover. Um, he had there's like a twist at the end how he was able to trick the government officials that he was he wasn't like he was in the same place but not in a different place. And I was trying to trick he tricked them really well. And he told me he finally when he finally becomes a ninja and caught the government officials sneaking up on him. He's telling him that and this is kinda of like a premise that if they did a TV movie, TV series, I mean, excuse me, this would have been the this would have been the TV series where it's about that if you need my help, contact contact the antique dealer and I'll come and help you out pretty much. But don't thank me, you know. And I, I thought, is this too bad that Hollywood never pick up this as a TV series? I think this this would have been this would have been a ninja version of Kung Fu in my opinion. You know, I can see it like happening, but it never did. But but take this as a TV, take the TV movie instead, and um, the Last Ninja, fantastic, fantastic television movie. And I wish Hollywood do more stuff like this. Like you know how we have like two-hour horror movie, horror TV movies and and action TV movies for two hours, like only one-shot deals, which would have been great. You know, I kind of missed that. But anyway, the Last Ninja, nineteen eighty-three, checking out. Peace and thank you, TV Ten Good for uploading this, man. Just a very rare treat, by the way. The Last Man on Earth, and this is a really classic movie with the lead actor, Vincent Price, of course. Because everybody, everybody saw this, see this movie, but this is the first time I actually, excuse me, talking about it, and you know, if I have opportunity to talk about this on, on the webcam, you know, and um, I really like this movie. This is one of my favorite end of the world type of movie. Um, if you haven't read the book, if you haven't seen the remake with, with Will Smith in it, you pretty much know what this movie is. Um, black and white, yes, it's a black and white movie for your kids that don't, that don't know that, but now you do. And um, this Price play, plays the last man on earth, the world's affected by zombie-like vampires, and he met, pretty much he's trying to survive, you know, trying to live everyday life. But also you got another class of race which are mutants, which mutants are having affected by the zombie-like vampire virus, but they actually, also have a, a sustainable cure where they can stain the blood by not becoming vampires, even though the blood is still in them. But then you get the Vince Price, who actually helped one of the mutants out by curing her by becoming full human again. And of course the mutants decided to come back, rescue the girl, and start killing the others and be like vampires and they, they, they want to kill him too. Well, with no reason. You know what I'm saying? Without Vincent Price explaining, hey, what's up? Wait a minute, I'm human. You know? They ain't giving him no chance, you know? But anyway, it has a good ending. It's pretty much like a memorable scene ending at the, at the end of the movie. And um, all in all, this movie is enjoyable. So check it out. And also read the book I Am Legend. And you know what? Check the one with Will Smith also. It's pretty good too. Anyway, the last man or not.
it's me, Mega Whack Man, and I'll be doing another movie review. I'm going to do something a little different like I did many past blocks ago once in a while. Um, instead of showing you a clip, I was going to go behind the TV screen and relax for a moment. You know, give myself a little break. Um, this movie I'm checking out is called The Janitor from the year 2003. Let me tell you something, this is a low-budget movie. Not too low-budget because you can tell the camera angle is pretty good. Um, let me just say, this movie is really fucking awesome. Uh, first of all, special features on this DVD is off the hook. There is scenes, behind the scenes featurette, um, music videos, even got an alternate ending by the way. Um, this movie, had, oh yeah, and a short for this movie, how this movie came about before the full feature movie. Um, the movie's about a janitor that goes around killing people, right? And um, one day he ended up getting a, a good job to work for a sorority until his best friend, the other janitor that was with him, betrayed him and ended up getting the job instead. We pretty much stole the job from him. So then he was all planning on getting revenge with a, with a new janitor that was hired from the place where he used to work at, teaming up together to stop the old janitor that betrayed him and killed everyone in the sorority. The, the blood and gore is off the hook. It's really fucking good. It's good old school, low budget blood and gore, special effects. Um, old school, by the way. You know, it's low budget movies, which you expect. A lot of TNA for you guys out there. You want to see some tits and ass? You're going to get a lot of tits and ass in this movie. Um, all in all, this movie is really fucking enjoyable. When I first heard about the title of The Janitor, I was like, okay, I had doubts about it, you know. But, you know, I decided, you know what, let me rent it. I had nothing to rent, and I'm glad I did rent this. So, don't underlook this movie as I did. Take advantage of it. Rent it on Netflix, Blockbuster, or even buy the DVD. This is a good movie to have in your collection. The Janitor 2003 is a must-own. Check it out. Anyway, peace, and that's a dirty scene. You know what, I can't show that on YouTube. Anyway, peace. I just recently did an update on this movie as a DVD update. But I didn't expect to talk about this movie, but I just have to do it because I just first saw it just now. And of course it was called The House of the Devil. This is the DVD version because it contains mostly a lot of special features on it. And the Blu-ray version does it. So that's what I know from my research. So I got the DVD one. And um, shout out to Ty West, man, because in two weeks, Kevin Fever 2 is coming out. So just just be ready in two weeks by, by now. But this one... Um, when I heard about this movie having this 80's satanic horror feel, if you remember the horror movies with the satanic theme to it back in the days, um, Ty West, yo, know, you really did it on this one. This is, I actually liked it, by the way. Believe it or not, this movie is good, but um, let everyone know, this is a very slow-paced movie. Uh, you have a few scenes in it, and I mean a few scenes in this movie, you can see some death scenes and dead body scenes. A few, not a lot. A very few, but this besides this, the movie slow pace. But I did like this movie. It is a part of the horror. I would say horror, psychological thriller journey. I would say, in my opinion. And um, check out the House of the Devil. It is an enjoyable movie. Turn off the lights. Watch in the dark. Remember, 80s feel. Everything in this movie is 80s. Even though it's done now, it was like from the beginning to end. Even the soundtrack was 80s. The Walkman, the car, the way even the fucking pizza look, look 80s looking to me. I mean, this is a totally modern day movie, homage to the 80s horror theme. I mean, check it out, The House of the Devil. I'm back doing a couple movie reviews, so let's get busy.
Let's start with this one. This movie is called The Horror of Party Beach. And let me tell you about this movie. This movie is a shitty version of The Creature of the Black Lagoon. But don't get yourself twisted. Even though it's a shitty version of Creature of the Black Lagoon, I did enjoy this fucking movie. Pretty much, the movie is about this radioactive spell. You know, we're under the ocean, and the spell affected his skull head. Yeah, a skull head. And the skull head ended up becoming a sea monster. Just like the creature of the Black Lagoon, a sea monster. But this is a shittier version, I swear to God. Look at the clip and you tell me. But this movie, again, this movie was fun. You know, it has like this early 60s Beach Boy type of music. It was fun. People partying, having fun. And people around the town getting killed by these the sea, sea monsters. Not only one, you got more than one sea monster killing people. Killing all these young girls, killing a few guys. But it took a scientist and a scientist assistant to stop these sea monsters. Pretty much, that's what the whole fucking movie is about. But still, it may not be the best of the campy horror in it, but again, maybe the early 60s black and white party beach movie will make you feel all happy. Like the zombie stomp dance. I didn't know fucking zombie stomp dance existed. Who knew? Zombies got their own dance. Ghostly face. And um, this movie is really fucking good. It's a good martial arts movie. A lot of great action scenes. Very bloody. You know, not one disappointment. Um, the movie's about a young, girl, a young woman who's out to set revenge for her father killer. And the killer's ghostly face, but the ghostly face she's going after is a good ghostly face because the real ghostly ghostly face been framed, set up and framed by a fake ghostly face portraying as him who killed her father and got the sword. So she's going after the wrong guy who she's supposed to go after the guilty ghostly face one. But she finally met the good ghostly face and they team up to fight the pirates and the evil warlord. Um, all in all, this is a really good martial arts movie. Surprisingly, this came out in um, 1972, what I did my research on. And luckily, I had the Chinese version, which is all the blood contained. Not the dope version when the blood was edited out and the impalement scene was edited out. So, try to get the Chinese version of this movie, which is which is English subtitles. Reviewing an, another martial arts movie, and this is one of those weird martial arts movies from the early 90s. You have to be a fan of like those campy, cheesy special effects and horror movies on old school Hong Kong movies. If you're into that stuff, then you know what I'm talking about. And this movie's called The Executioner. I heard there was two versions, like a longer version, and I know the US version was kind of edited down a little bit to make it shorter. But I never saw the longer version. Maybe one day I will, but not at this time. But right now, I'm going to review the, the US version. Which is about an executioner, an old executioner that's retired, and he killed over so many convicted, like so many convicted criminals, excuse me, like so many bad guys, and he killed like all of the blood gang members, right? And then one was left alive, which they can't catch. Her name was the Blood Loaders. So she goes out for revenge to get the retired executioner and kind of ruin his life, you know. And when she finally got defeated by the when the executioner defeated her because she wanted to die anyway they all became ghosts and they returned back to the restaurant to fight the executioner and the executioner had to face them but then they get, get to a situation when he, get, he forced himself to get captured because the ghosts ended up capturing 
his student and his daughter. So it gets to all this drama stuff. You know how Hong Kong Asian movies are when it comes to this type of genre. It was so much drama in it. And usually a lot of people are turned off by it. But speaking for me, I like it because you get used to that stuff. And But mainly, let's talk about the action part. The action is good. The special effects is good. Like I said, it's old school cheesy effects. Like you used to see the clip before, you can see like this gremlin coming out the man's stomach. Kind of like a gremlin ripoff a little bit on <laughs> that part. But um, I like how the ghosts fight the demon scenes, especially with the demon kids. They turn to beans and they turn to these demon kids and the executioners persuade them by throwing toys at them. Um, a lot of good special effects, there's a spider special effects in that movie. Like it's so old school spider effects. Um, the ending is nice, you know, it's kind of like has a meaning, meaningful message to it. You know, about like believing in yourself and like move on with your life. Um, anyway, it's called Executioner from 93, just check it out. Very old school. Uh, we talking about The Dragon Lives Again. Let me make sure I got the title right because it goes by a different name usually. And um, this was a movie I actually thought I reviewed before in one of my video blogs, but I found out I never did, which was kind of weird. It's a pretty good um, Bruce Lee exploitation movie. To me it is. A lot of people badmouth it and uh, a lot of people do like it. I like it, you know, for a Bruce Lee exploitation movie, I enjoy it because to me, I think the movie was meant to be fun anyway, even though Bruce Lee died, you know, rest in peace, God bless his soul, and this week his documentary that was aired on cable before, I forgot what channel, how Bruce Lee changed the world, is going to be released on DVD this week, so go get it. I rented it on Netflix, so I can't wait to see it and give you my full review of it, so I'm looking forward to it, and yes, it's The Dragon Lives Again, and um, what this movie is about is... It's a, it's a fake Bruce Lee guy, of course, you know, it's Bruce Lee's expectation, goes to hell, and he woke up, you know, and then when he woke up, he went visit, you know, he just hang out with the innocent people of the town, you know, of the underworld, but then, uh, then he fights these gangs and want to take over hell, so he has to battle these gangs and battle the kin of the underworld also from misusing his power, and but what just make this movie fun is, like, they actually spoof on a lot of fucking characters in this movie, like, Icon character like Clint Eastwood's character of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, there's Emmanuel in the movie, Count Dracula, Popeye, the one-armed swordsman. Wow. Um, Kane from the from the Kung Fu TV series. Um, who else? Um, oh, James Bond is in the movie. Oh, Zatoshi, the swordsman. I mean, there's a spoof of characters. There's even skeletons and guys in skull costumes and mummies. It was, it's a silly, campy movie. It's, yeah, it's bad, but you know what? I enjoyed it so much. You know, I enjoyed the martial arts, I enjoyed the action, and I enjoyed the silly, cheesy storyline. So, please check this movie out, The Dragon Lives Again, and it's one of those underrated Bruce Lee expectation movies. And of course, it's pretty obvious they're meant to have fun with it. So, anyway, um. DVD movie buff, I'll be talking about this awesome movie I saw. It's called The Divine Enforcer. And this movie came out like the early 90s straight to VHS and it feels it's like one of those action movies I would say. Feels similar to like one of those Donna Dragon Wilson type of movie. And I really, really like this movie a lot. It's really cool, it was awesome. Martial arts, action pack. And um, let me tell you what this movie is. It's about a vigilante priest, you know, that goes around stopping crime. 
but also you got a serial killer. See, I'm doing the two things now. Watch the serial killer who's known as a vampire, and he's not really a vampire. He's just a human that's a vampire, but he kidnaps women, drains their blood, and kills them. And then while you got the vigilante priest and the vampire serial killer doing what they do, one stops crime, one is destroying lives, and at the end they come face to face for the final climb climax to battle against each other. Um, all in all, it feels like one of those com it feels like a comic book type of movie, but it's not really based on comic comic book, but it could be though, the way the concept sounds, you know. And um you had the you have some popular actors in it back in the days like Eric Strada, Jane Michael Vincent playing a priest, which I think is funny, you know. And you got Robert Z. Daw, aka Maniac Cop, who played the the character. He plays one of the drug drug lord villains, and Jim Brown, who also plays another drug lord villains. Um, I like the soundtrack in the background, it's really cool, very early 90-ish. Um, I like the acting, that's just me. And, like I say, it's an action-packed movie, you know, about a priest kicking ass while he's stopping crime, and meanwhile, he comes face to face with another baddie who's the vampire killer. Um, all in all, this is an enjoyable movie. You're gonna have a lot of haters, but trust me, just fuck them, you know, just go with what you think. But to my opinion, it's a good movie, it's worth your time, it's worth your effort, and let's hope there will be a DVD release for this movie one day. Guys, guys, Richard Hill, or Rick Hill, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Ator himself, the, the Defacator, uh, the Defacator, I know I'm saying the name wrong, but you guys know by the cover, this movie has nothing but fucking action, explosions, gun shooting everywhere. If you like B-movie action, this delivers. Like, you gotta own it. Own it. It's not officially on DVD, so you had to get a transfer version, but why have this not been officially... Yo, Shout Factory, they releasing four action movie packs, they releasing four sci-fi packs, which is covered through, which one of those four sci-fi packs is America 3000, by the way, and I already reviewed that movie separately, so check that out. The Devastator. Um, really good movie, man. Like, if you want B-movie action, like, non-stop fucking action, this is it right here. Um, the story's nothing new. It's, like, pretty much one of, it's pretty much, like, if you like something like Walking Tall, you will like this, of course. Or, um, Billy Jack, I would say. You will like this, too. It's about this guy named Rick, about this guy, right? Rick, Rick Hill's character. They call him Richard Hill, but it's really Rick Hill, if I'm corrected. And, um, he got this phone call from this, from this old man's wife. But the, um, the, um, I think that he grew up, grew up with him in the military, you know what I'm saying? And the old man died in a car accident. So the wife calls him over to come over to the town, help her out in the bar or the restaurant, I would say, and um, help her out. And she says, and the wife of the old man telling Rick Hill's character that it wasn't no accident, you know? And you find out this town was controlled by this drug dealer who grows marijuana, a marijuana farm all over the forest in this town. And he probably controls the town, so the guy, the drug dealer, like look at his, look at Rick Hill's character. They start beating him up because he won't listen. He feels like he's gonna be trouble. And then later on in the movie, the drug dealer sends his men to burn the restaurant down, killing the killing the woman that owns the bar, the restaurant now. She dies, and then Rick, they went after Rick Hill's character, and the drug dealer thought the Rick Hill's the Rick Hill's character died in the movie. Right, but he he ended up surviving, and then he decided to go at war against the drug dealer. This time he this time he has friends from the military that's gonna join him in the fight, 
to battle these drug dealers and um to battle and many the drug lord and the drug dealers, um the sheriff the, of the town, he was corrupted, you know, he was helping the drug dealer out and then the sheriff started getting tired of it and you know what he decided to be on the good team now. And you know, it's just nothing but an all out war, man. I mean the the Rick Hill's captain has military buddies battling the drug deals left and right, shooting, um, epi like like espionage like style kills like setting Vietnam booby traps in the forest to stop these drug dealers, henchmen, you know, stabbing much off, guns, exploding. Like this movie has fucking everything. Like just everything that you want in a B movie action or anything in an action movie, you're gonna get it from here. You know, and um. This is a really, really fun movie, you know, and um, later on, the, the, the drug dealer ended up kidnapping Rick Hill's character's girlfriend in the movie, and um, and, and, and they didn't know if the girlfriend would kidnap unless until they had to go to the main base to stop the drug lord and his henchmen in this all-out war, and of course they had some characters on the good team that liked it, you know, like the big, big bulky hench, I mean, not a hench, I mean, big bulky Vietnam, but you know, like the bit, like he's like he has beard and muscle. He's acting all crazy and stuff. Like he's just fucked up. Um, you got one guy who's like to sell weapons to the Arabs. You got the friend who's like specialized in the like electronics and stuff. And of course, you got Rick Hill's character who's the lead hero in the movie. And um, and of course, you got good characters that's gonna die in the movie too. And I don't like when good characters die, but you know, when you find a whole army of Drug, drug lord and his henchmen, like a big army of them, eventually good characters are going to die, so I expect that. But, what can I say, I mean, all that all action, people, just get this movie, man. Story's nothing new, but you know what, it's good to have good, have something like this back again, you know. Um, old school, you know, definitely old school, 1986, can't beat that, you know. Peace, guys, see you later. Fucking movie I saw. It's called The Curse of the Living Corpse. And believe it or not, this movie had Roy Schneider in this movie too. It's really awesome. Um, this is a black and white, to me, a Giallo style movie. An old millionaire guy died, and um, the only way he gave his money if these, if his family members followed instruction on how to take care of his funeral arrangement about his dead body to see if he's still alive. None of them did not fell in his request, so he ended up killing them one by one. But the twist is, is it really him? Or is it somebody else? Um, the death scenes are kind of, kind of good to me for its time, I mean. So I did enjoy it. Um, because of the living corpse, very tricky mystery movie, very good giallo movie to enjoy. 1963, I think, or 1964. I'm not positively sure, but check it out anyway.